So I'm really happy that uh, obviously Josh Allen must listen to our show because we talk about doing everything Buffalo style, mm-hmm. and he's now talking about Buffalo Pepsi. You know, our our reach is small but mighty. Yeah, we we really have pull. Like Square Pod listeners, Josh Allen is amongst your ranks, right? James Cook, no, but Josh Allen definitely. Um, so yeah, so I don't know if you, if you haven't seen this this idea of Buffalo Pepsi. It's a uh, Pepsi or Diet Pepsi or Pepsi Zero or whatever, you know, Pepsi Cola version you want um, with hot sauce and like a blue cheese rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you think Josh Allen would eat Buffalo style Ortolan? I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, it's it's it'll be the first three star Michelin restaurant in Buffalo with the Buffalo style Ortolan. Josh putting on like a little Bill's decorated like <laughs> n- like napkin to put over his face while he eats it. A little Zubaz napkin. <laughs> would you would you would you would you drink the Buffalo style Pepsi? Uh I'll tell you not with the blue cheese rim. I'd be willing to sip take a sip of Pepsi with some hot sauce in it. With buffalo sauce in it. I, I bet that'd be good. I mean, it's probably not all that far off of, uh, like, Pepsi and, like, Fireball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, obviously a different taste, but, like, you know, like, you know, like the hot pepper flavor, like, you know, you know, hot pepper with, like, chocolate works fine. I mean, maybe it'll work okay with cola. It de- also depends on the mixture ratio. Like, if we're one-to-one hot sauce to Pepsi, I'm not touching that. No way. No way. That sounds, right, one-to-one sounds disgusting. Right. But, like, if it's, like, a couple dashes, like, you would add, like, bitters to a Manhattan, you know, I'll give it a try. You have to swirl it around a little bit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not going to fall for it. Just drink the hot sauce off the top of the Pepsi. I fell for that once before. <laughs> although, although it was Shasta that I fell for it with. And that the real question is, if you went to the Pink at like 2 a.m. on a Saturday, if they night, served it to me at 2 a.m., I wouldn't even notice. I just would. I would like. Like, yeah, can I get? Uh, can I get a whiskey and uh, Coke? And they'd be like, sure. And we're, can, you want a Buffalo style? But like, yeah, whatever that means. And it's, uh, it'll be wild turkey, RC cola. And half a bottle of Frank's. <laughs> it was like that. You know what it sounds like? Like that shit you did in high school, like where you just put like the most disgusting things in a glass and you like dared your friends to drink it. Or, or it sounds like, like college when you would order your friends like cement mixers. Oh, yeah. Buffalo style. Buffalo right. style Pepsi. Uh, we, uh, one of the shots. We should have fucking, oh God, we should have patented that. One, one, of the, one of the guys I knew in college Jesus. used to do uh, shots of uh, Jose Cuervo with a, a dash of hot sauce in it. That sounds kind of good, though. It's actually not that bad. I think I would, I would go for that. Uh, he unsurprisingly had a racist name for it, but I'm not going to bring that up. But if anybody wants to ask me when I'm not being recorded, I'll let you know what racist name my friend had for it. <laughs> he 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 worked then worked for the uh, Republicans in the Assembly, so not surprising it all the way around. You know, if you say it, we could do like a full pivot to like the dirtbag laugh, like the come town thing. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you could you could tease it for a good ten to fifteen minutes and. I should be. Like, I could be like, no, Jim, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it, Jim. You have to know that it's it's probably not great if I'm not willing to say it with all the things I have said on this show. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> oh well, we're back in the snake pit, yeah. and uh, it's a gorgeous. I mean, it's a fall day, but it it doesn't feel it. it's it's in like the seventies. It's it's been pretty warm. I mean, you know, because yesterday was the. Uh, the Bills Dolphins game mm-hmm. uh, that the the Bills showed up for and the Dolphins showed up for the first quarter, uh, and it was I mean 
It was I, I had to put my air conditioning units back on. It was seventy seven in my apartment. Yeah, sweating balls. So not that is not what I consider comfortable. No, I no, I want hoodie and shorts weather. I don't want shorts and t shirts weather in October. No. I, I want to be I want it to be crisp. Like I like just a little twinge of not cold, but just you know, a little breeze. Yeah, I mean, it perks you up a little bit. I mean, I, just, I mean, I, I like the transition in fall to like colder weather because like the problem with spring right, in Buffalo, we used to have like some transition from like winter to summer with spring, and now it's just like uh, winter, two weeks of rain, eighty degrees. That's that is spring now. That's fucking fall now too, though the opposite way. Well, I mean, the problem is the falls got all got pushed back because like, you know, how was the last time we got like snow in like the first week of December? It's been a while. It's true. You know, I mean, we, it, it, everything's got pushed back. Dude, it's going to be so, it's going to be so dark. I'm already, de- it's not even, de- I mean, it is depression season, but like, I, it's not even like seasonal depression yet. And I'm already like, de- like I woke up today and I just was so miserable. The weather was nice, but my brain knew it was just October. Mm-hmm. Can't do this shit. Yeah. No. I can't, I can't do it. No. I'm uh, going to do it, but I can't, I can but also, I can't. Yeah, I mean, my, my brain also was depressed, but that's because the Cubs, despite being like plus 96 runs, um, missed the playoffs. And the fucking Marlins, who are like negative 60 run differential, are the five seed or some bullshit. Damn, dude. I, I can't even imagine. You know, I can't even imagine being a baseball fan, hardcore. Like, I was a big Yankees fan when I was a kid. And now, just the thought of being emotionally invested in a sports franchise from like, I don't know, April to September, end of end of September, October, only for them to like fucking like lose and not make the playoffs. That would be too much for me. Well, I mean, it's, I, I have adjusted as I've gotten older. So like, I really actually don't really care too much about the season until like July, April, May, June, whatever. July is when I start to get interested. It's kind of like, like the NBA, like, like you, you don't really pay attention to like the last month before the playoffs. I mean, I am, I, I hate myself, so I watch, like, the Sabres, I'm watching preseason games, I'm getting ready for the entire season for that. Um, so, like, hockey, I'll follow from, you know, October to, you know, fucking June or whatever. I mean, not that the Sabres are in the play, have been in the playoffs in a while, so I haven't had to, I haven't had to stop, or I haven't had to pay attention past, like, March, or even before then, with the Sabres for, like, the last 10 years. Do you think Terry Pagula, in an effort to cross market, will make all of the Buffalo Sabres players drink the Buffalo-style Pepsi? I, it, yeah, that's what they're gonna have in the Powerade bottles on the bench. <laughs> that's what, like, that's what, like, when, like, when Levi is like, like, hot in the crease and he takes his helmet off to like rinse himself off, it's gonna be Buffalo Pepsi's squirting through his long flowing locks. Oh yeah, yeah. And so they're gonna have the worst fruit fly problem in a hockey arena ever. Just like Alex Tuck with a face full of blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sabres, Sabres, this, fuck, sports, whatever, whatever. We're talking, this is like that weird time of year where you're like, obviously, there is a lot of Buffalo sports fans who are like, oh, yeah, I care about the Sabres. And they don't. I mean, they do, they half care, but they don't really care. Yeah. I don't care. Like, even, even when I care the most about the Sabres, it's not now. I don't give a shit. It's Bill's time, baby. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, talking about the sports, like, you know, I know we're not going to stay on this too long, but like, you know, we, the, the point of this podcast is kind of talk about things that people will be talking about. I think right now people will be talking about both the sports teams. You think they'd be talking about the Sabres? People are pretty hyped for the Sabres this year. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see how soon, how quickly they disappoint. 
Yeah, they'll, they'll disappoint. I don't know. I, whatever. This, I, let me put it this way. If the Sabres aren't good this year, they're just not going to be good in my lifetime again. I'm like, I'm just resigned to that. Hopefully they are. I don't know. It's fun. I have fun when they're good. Yeah. Uh, but your, your Buffalo Bills, um, you know, we, we don't, we don't have, a, a like, I got, I got to credit the, the Chiefs, right? Because, you know, Josh Allen had the Haley Steinfeld. We're not going to talk about sports, but we will talk celebrity gossip. Uh, Josh Allen, Haley Steinfeld. The Chiefs had to one up with Taylor Swift. I mean, that's more than one up. Uh, that's like like that's like eighty up. I mean, you know, that's like, <laughs> yeah, it is like that is a massive upgrade. No, no offense to that Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, but I mean, like, at, and the second game that she shows up for, she brings like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds with her. Damn, dude, that's crazy, right? Could you imagine if Ryan Reynolds showing up to like? You know, the Ralph. You know, it makes me wonder, like, Taylor Swift. So she, so she's had to have met Andy Reid, right? Like, could you imagine the conversation those two have had? <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, Paul Rudd was at the game last night, too. Oh, Paul he was, Rudd. He was hanging on the sidelines with the Chiefs. That's cool, dude. I, was, I wonder what, which one he's dating. Dude, Taylor Swift, uh, she she visited Notre Dame when I was there, and this was like in 2008. And even then, I mean, the whole campus was following her around. And this is 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, and now her power has only grown exponentially. Yeah. Now. Um, but yes, uh, m- many, and we're not going to talk about sports forever, but, you know, the, the conspiracies abound here that the, the Chiefs got the calls because Taylor Swift, you know, the NFL, and... Yeah, I mean, sure. I could. The NFL would, would love to glom on to somebody like Taylor Swift. My parents went to Canton last weekend uh, to the NFL Hall of Fame. They said it was like, including like stopping to watch like the entire video they have there. It was like an hour and fifteen minutes. It's forty five dollars a person for that experience. You got to be shitting me. Forty five dollars? Yeah. Why? Because the NFL just loves money more than anything else, and they know that like there's a lot of suckers in this country. Who will pay that forty five dollars? And apparently, my parents are included. I, I mean, the problem is like, like the reason why they can do it is because if you make the drive to Canton and you get there, and you're like, you know, like it's like you know, National Lampoon's Vacation. Sorry, guys, the bear out front show told you we were closed. Like you, you're like you've already sunk the the drive to fucking Canton in. I guess you're like I, I guess we're spending forty five dollars a person to get in. It's not like the hockey hall of fame where you're like, oh, if they charge forty five dollars in Toronto, you're like, I guess we'll just do like millions of other things because we're in Toronto. Literally anything else. If Buffalo had a Hall of Fame, what what would our Hall of Fame be? I mean, besides like hot sauce, hot sauce, yeah. Like it's just it's it's actually just like everything Buffalo style, the <laughs> Buffalo style bobsledding, <laughs> the Jamestown bobsled team, yeah, the, uh, Buffalo style divorce, Buffalo style divorce. Now, yes. Yeah. Buffalo style breakups, Mark <laughs> Mark Polencar style. Um, That's probably a good transition into what we need to actually talk about. Uh, we don't we don't need we don't need to talk about anything, but, but we like to talk about this stuff. We 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 like to talk about all the uh, you know. The, the sports for mm-hmm. sports for nerds. The, the the sports the sports of the mind. Yeah, 
Mind, mind, the old mind sports. <laughs> the comedy sports. Oh, we had, we had those guys on once. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. I was going to, never mind. Um, yes, the politics, the mind sports. Um, yeah. Mark Polencars is still in a, he's still in an election. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's probably a lot closer than it should be. He's, he's made some unforced errors to say the least. Kaboom. Kaboom goes the dynamite. <laughs> I have seen some Chrissy signs out there. It's, it's atrocious, but yeah, I've seen a couple. There's one uh, by Mooney's on military in uh, Kenmore. Where do I say? I, I, I've seen that one. I've seen, I've seen some other ones, like a couple in the city, but, you know, it's probably the same cranks in the city that you always... Right. I, I saw one on Parkside near Starin. Yeah. That, that person's probably very popular with their neighbors. What would be the margin of, like, in order for you to say, like, because she's not going to win, but... What would be the margin where you're like, okay, that was actually like a competent, like a decent campaign? Like, what would you say would be a win for Chris Casilio? Well, here, I don't know that anything's going to mean I think she did a decent campaign. It's going to be kind of like, to me, it's going to be kind of like, like the Hochul governor's race is if it's close, it's because Poland cars or that time Hochul ran a poor campaign and a below average candidate did well, despite the fact that they were a below average candidate, like, you know. Chrissy Casilio you know, isn't really all that much of a worse candidate than Zeldin was. You know? Right. He and that's not saying that she's a good candidate. It's saying that that's how shitty Zeldin was. Um, and so, like, I mean, if it's if it's any closer than like fifty six forty four, you know, like he he should like he should be like fifty five forty five. He should win by like ten points. Mm-hmm. No, it's tough because right there's there's nothing in the city to draw anybody out, and that's you know a large base, um, you know, and the county ledge races are largely uninspiring this year, and there's not a, pretty much anything else really on the ballot drawing people out. You know, there's no other countywide race, right? There's no sheriff's race, there's no clerk's race, there's no controller race, um, you know, because you know, the clerk's race used to be at the same time as the county executive, um, but when Jacobs left to be. Uh, Join Congress. I think that's when they had to like have the special election to like fill uh, to replace him, and they moved it so that now I think the clerk's race is on like an odd year. I, I or an even year. Sorry, I'm just imagining like, and listen, the Poland cars operation pretty competent, right? Like historically, their their turnout's always been good. They have a strong base of people. Um, there's some guy on on. Um, fucking Richmond who has like a Poland car sign out like all year. Like he's just had like, well, I assume guys, some, somebody mm-hmm. could be anybody. Uh, and I assume they work for the Poland cars administration. So I, whatever. But the point is like, they have a strong staff. I know they're, they're pretty devoted. Um, I, I would be a little annoyed if I worked on the Poland, like, okay. If you've worked for Mark, you probably worked for him for a long time. You're probably uh, pretty loyal to him, but I also be pretty annoyed with him this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see being, you know, he, like I said, you know, he's done some dumb things, um, to say the least, you know, potentially criminal things. That's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, on a scale of dumbness, that's on it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I have to be, you'd have to be pretty annoyed with the fact that, you know, essentially, you know, the Republicans giving him almost a free run and he's trying to run into the ground. Yeah. I mean, again, he, he's not going to lose. But imagine 
even considering fumbling the bag against Chris Casilio. I mean, it's, you know, I think, I, th- I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to lose. I think, you know, people are like hemming and hawing, but as they get closer to election day and they're like, all right, I actually have to make a decision. And one of these people, while maybe I don't like him or he's not my ideal, is a serious person. And one of them isn't. Yeah. You know, and, and she's not, you know, while Trump is an unserious person, you know, he was able to, you know, be somewhat charismatic and develop a cult of personality, which Chrissy Casilio is just never doing. Like, I don't think, she, like, if she had three corgis, I don't think she'd get more than one of them to follow her at a time. You know, the thing is, we, we use Trump as the example of, like, uh, inmates running the asylum or something, like, uh, just a complete takeover by the yahoos. But the thing, this is the problem <clears throat> when you try to recreate a Trump, is that that was truly, not only was it lightning in a bottle, but also you're talking like 30, 40 years of cultural cachet of Donald Trump. So it's funny, but Donald Trump winning, it was actually probably the worst thing to happen to the Republicans in a lot of ways because you try to recreate that model and nobody wants to deal with those freaks. Well, and the other thing is that like, the only only reason why Trump won is because of the Electoral College. Remember, he lost the popular vote by millions of votes. Sure. So like you're trying to recreate a model where like we don't have the Electoral College in Erie County. We go by popular vote. It's not like it's not like. All right, well, if you win Marilla, you actually get like ten percent of the vote because Marilla's uh, like somehow weighted that way. For for sure, you're a hundred percent right there. But also, nobody's like, oh wow, Chrissy Casilio. I, yeah, I know, I know Casilio. Like I know, nobody nobody knows who the, the I mean, f this is. Like, may, maybe out in Clarence, or maybe and, in Clarence and, and Newstead, but that's about it. Like nobody nobody's equating like oh business genius Chrissy Casilio, right? Um. It's just, you know, you are, okay, you're another run-of-the-mill MAGA, you know, dipshit, like, whatever. Like, she's, she is nothing special. The only re- literally the only reason that Mark Poloncars could even be sweating is because, you know, he, uh... uh I mean, there's another reason why he's sweating, and that is that the one... High, higher profile race right now is Chiktawaga supervisor. Oh, and you know the Republicans um, are spending a lot of like energy there, not a lot of money. They're doing mostly stuff like you know through you know social media and you know getting some earned media. They they got this hit piece in the Buffalo News about Brian Nowak, uh, you know, and they're they're getting you know articles in like the Chiktawaga Bee and that kind of bullshit. Uh, and so, like, they've been successful getting that, uh, but they don't have, they still haven't had money. They still haven't, you know, done mailers. They still haven't, you know, been able to make phone calls. Like, so, um, you know, so I, again, you know, I expect Brian will carry Cheek to Waga, um, but, you know, they're, they're really attacking him and they're, they're using like the, the MAGA playbook. Like, like, not only should he not win as far as they're concerned, he should be removed from office now. Yes, radical socialist. Right. Brian Nowak should be, uh, you know, tarred and feathered and carried through the town, right? For his extremist views of, let's not let the guy with the Confederate flag be part of local government. Right. Or was it on a committee or something? Was that? Well, what it was. It was actually. It was actually a, uh, a woman who said her husband was flying the Confederate flag in front of their house. It wasn't her, and they were trying to appoint her to the ethics committee. But as many people pointed out, I don't care. Like. You know who like if who else is living in your house? You, you if somebody's flying the Confederate flag, you are complicit. You didn't say like ah, I wish you didn't, but I guess I'll be okay with it. Like you, everybody in this country knows what that that flag means, 
And it is certainly not fucking states' rights. Right, right. And and if you're with somebody who's wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm with stupid, and the arrow's pointing at you, I've got bad news for you who right. people think is, is stupid. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, no, Brian Nowak under siege uh, in Cheek Dewaga. Mm-hmm. Um, a race that, you know, yeah, like you mentioned, Jim, not a lot of funds being put in by the Republican Party. Of course, you know, with all the hullabaloo, uh, they may not think that they need to spend much money out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, we'll see, like, the timing, like, you know, look, August was tough month, I think, for you know, Nowak in the press because... The Republicans were able to make a lot of hay out of uh, the asylum seekers in Chictawaga, but they're not in Chictawaga anymore, you know, like, and so like, it's going to be tough to continue to, you know, hammer away at something that's not in your town anymore. Yeah, I I think that um, it feels like anyway, you never know, like the residual feelings, You, you never know, you know, if people are going to be continue to be upset about the asylum seekers a couple months later, but it's been, it's been relatively quiet mm-hmm. on that front. Um, but you never know that right. that kind of racial or, you know, whatever tension you want to call it, uh, does tend to linger even after the press has kind of moved on beyond yeah. it. But you are seeing, you know, a lot of the Democrats in Erie County doing the full court press in Chictawaga to get that turnout. Um, you know, they want Brian to win, I don't know that necessarily it's because each of them like loves Brian Nowak, but it's because like they want to maintain like the democratic control and cause they need it for themselves. You know, you're seeing Kennedy spending a lot of time there. Well, you're, there's rumors again, as there have been for like the last eight years, but they're a little bit louder this time that maybe Higgins is not going to run for reelection. And if that's the case, Kennedy seems poised to be somebody to, to run for that congressional seat. And so like he is, he is trying to get as many people to owe him favors and tie up his base as much as possible Monica Wallace is going to be interested in Chictawaga delivering because if it's close or, you know, or God forbid, you know, Jasinski somehow wins, even though her district is now friendlier since it's been redrawn, which it might have to be redrawn again, depending on the, the court case that the appeals court's going to hear this later this year, um, you know, because she added some of like the Lovejoy area and lost some of Lancaster. But, you know, you know, I've heard that the, the Republicans might run a real candidate against her as opposed to like the jokers they've run. And if that's the case, then, like, you know, that's going to hamper, like, you're, you're seeing some of the other state assembly members who, you know, like, I'm thinking, like, Burke and Conrad trying to help out in Chictawaga because they haven't been able to raise a ton of money themselves, despite however long they've been in, in the assembly. And if Dak has to come in and spend five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 on Wallace to save her, that's not going to leave much money left over for those guys and opens them up to a challenge, you know, and, you know, as you know, especially in Burke's case, you know he's both alienated people, and you know his graces have been close. And you're, I'm starting to hear a lot of rumors that you know our embattled county clerk Mickey Kearns is looking to potentially return to the assembly and take on Burke. Well, we'll, well, we'll we can get back to that. But we'll, so, we'll get back to that. So, so what I'm saying, like, but you're seeing a lot of. I mean, I saw even uh, Erie County Alleged Chairwoman April Baskin had her people and her staff out in Chictawaga supporting Nowak. I mean, and, you know, uh, you know, quick little plug, uh, next week, uh, I think it's the 11th of October, mm-hmm. uh, they're, uh, out in Hamburg, they're, uh, Randy Hoke and Brian Culpa and Joe Eminger are hosting a fundraiser for Brian Nowak out there um, to try to raise money. So, like, look, it has become, like, all hands on deck for Chictawaga for this supervisor's race. 
Well, and listen, all right, full disclosure, right? Like we've got a Brian Nowak sign right in my line of vision and we're, we're big fans of Brian. We've had it on the show many times where he's just a friend. So, you know, of course that's who we're going to be pulling for in this and, and take whatever we talk about with that in mind, obviously. But I'll say this too, Brian Nowak's candidacy, his, his one, his ascent in politics and local politics, um, his background. I mean, look, he is a founding member of the democratic socialists of America chapter here in, in Buffalo. Um, you know, make of that what you will. He, um, I don't think he's ever moved away from that much in the Bernie Sanders model. You know, he will still say, you know, I'm, I'm self-avowed democratic socialist. Um, he doesn't put that on his campaign literature right about now. Uh, but he doesn't necessarily shy away from that. So if that's something that you value, um, you know, having somebody like Brian Nowak be your voice, if that's what you are about, um, he, he's probably, you know, the closest kind of ideal that you get in electoral politics. And he doesn't, he didn't do it by just being the right guy, right time, right place. He has put in a lot of hard work. Ryan Nowak, uh, you know, tireless campaigner, hits the doors really hard. Um, you know, salt of the earth guy, still a working man. He's not, you know, he still has a full-time job. Right. Yeah. I mean, and he's still, on top of that, he's a volunteer firefighter. Yes. You know, and... You know, married. He's got one child already. He's got another one on the way. You know. Yeah. I mean, and so I mean, I will say one of the things that like the the Republicans I saw recently are they're attacking him again for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's crazy because like it's so disingenuous because he he doesn't do it because you know he's Colin Kaepernick or that it, he does it because he's Quaker. It's a religious thing, and theoretically they're all about religious freedom, especially for Christians, but not this one, not this particular one. Yeah, do you think you think if Richard Nixon was sitting for the pledge, they'd uh, lose their mind? I mean, I, if if Richard Nixon stood up for the pledge right about now, I'd be surprised. <laughs> I guess I would lose my mind too. Right, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I take that back. Right. I mean, although I'd also, I'd also be surprised if Mitch McConnell stood up for the pledge right about now. Well, no, that's not because he's Quaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. We'll 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 see. I'm curious though um, to see what happens in Chictawaga. I'm quite hopeful that Brian wins. I think that uh, he is ultimately not going to fall into the trap of, you know, I'm the Democrat in a heavily Democrat favorite area. I think that hard work will prevail. I think Jasinski is really not, from what we've seen, too much of a hard worker. Um, there's not a lot of funding. There's a lot of noise, but I don't think there's a lot of uh, yeah, I mean, you know, movement. Yeah, um, it, they, they have just like recently, like the last like two weeks, started to like canvas for the Republicans. Um and apparently they're spending their entire message when they go door to door is how terrible Brian Nowak is, which I think does actually turn people off for the most part. Um, you know, uh, I mean, anybody who agrees with that already agreed with that before you got to the door. You're not getting you're not convincing new voters. And in a town that has such a high Democratic en enrollment advantage compared to the Republicans, you need to be getting people to flip to your side, not just saying, yeah, you already were going to vote for me. You should vote for me. You know, Um Brian, meanwhile, has been outdoor canvassing all fucking summer, going door to door. You know, I mean, to, like, that is not something that most campaigns, local campaigns, ever consider doing. I mean, he is doing like the type of door to door that you see on like a congressional camp or like a, not, not a congressional, but a presidential like primary campaign where people are getting out there early, months and months early, trying to plug away. Um, I mean, that it's just intense. And, and he's doing it a lot by himself. I mean, yes. there, there are volunteers that are, you know, 
Uh, you know, the Lancaster Committee, I know, has been sending people, like I, like I mentioned, you know, the various elected officials from the, the city and different towns are sending people out there. Um, so, like, you know, they have a, a very organized campaign out there. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think it's, it's going to be tough. I do think he's going to carry it. Um, and if, if I think I'm, if I'm surprised anyway, I think he might carry it more easily than I think. I, I do think that generally the, like the overt craziness tends to turn people off in this, uh, this region, not as much as maybe as I would like it to, but, you know, but like, I think back to like the school board elections this last year. Yeah. And listen, like there's yahoos everywhere. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Cheek Dewaga is some great liberal bastion, right? Like right. It, it's not, but it's also not some, you know, crazy conservative compound either. Like, like there, Cheek Dewaga, I would say is a solidly purple type of place. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, if you're going to be somebody who's left like Brian and running as a Democrat there, you know, being a working class guy who's a volunteer firefighter, like, you know, that that is going to hit the right notes for a lot of those people who might be suspicious otherwise. You know, like if he was like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a leftist. I, I was a founding member of DSA and I teach sociology at, you know, Madai. Uh, I think people would be a lot more suspicious of him there. Yeah. And I think that ultimately, too, that, you know, where the Republicans are trying to hit him. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because, look, when you have somebody who you know, has pretty avowedly left reviews and we're just keeping it straight here, even though Brian's our friend, but he, I, I don't want to say he's tamped down his views, but he's certainly not parading through Cheek DeWaga right now telling people, you know, that I, I'm the founding member of the DSA or something. Um, not that he should or shouldn't just, that's my take on the situation. However, when you have somebody who, you know, is, is more, politically motivated one way or the other, um, or, or has been in his life. One of the things that you need to trust is, okay, but are you competent for the role? Because mm -hmm. I will, all right, look, you can have your views, whatever your views are, but are you somebody who's going to be competent, competent, excuse me, as the Cheek to Walker town supervisor? Are you going to fulfill the duties? Are, are is the town going to go to shit while you are the right. supervisor? And, and I, I think, I think that's like both the problem that Jasinski and Casilio have is that they haven't done anything to prove their competence to anybody. And I think that, you know, that you know, at the end of the day is going to hurt them a lot worse than they, they think. Yes. Uh, so um, but speaking of the county executive, uh, Poland Carr has released his proposed budget for 2024. Yes. And, you know, one of the most noticeable things, uh, noteworthy things, besides the fact that you know, he bragged about they're, they're cutting the property tax rate again. It'll be the lowest the county count rates ever, ever, ever had. And, you know, like, that's fine. I get why he's doing it in election year. I go back to like I just wish that like he would have just held it constant in other years because nobody would be mad if the taxes didn't really go down if you just held it constant like didn't, the tax rate didn't go go up. He's out here like cutting taxes again and I, like I get I get it, it count, like it's an election year so it's important for him to you know get that press. Um, I just wish in other years he would have held it constant because that now he's doing something like increasing funding for the sheriff's office by like twenty percent. Uh, but, you know, the other departments are getting very little, if any kind of expansion of funding. You know, I didn't see anything for, like, child protection or foster care. You know? yeah. So, uh, and, you know, like, and he's trying to spin it that the, the positions in the sheriff's office aren't for road patrol, but they're for, like, public information officers and community engagement officers, stuff like that. Well, first of all, public information officers are just people who, like, lie to the Buffalo News on purpose. They're, I mean, they're just, like, the, you know, 
uh, police department spin doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're going to give you know, the police department's view of something and try to make the other person look as guilty or as wrong as possible and that the sheriff's office is always right. The, the public information officer, they're, they're not handling FOIL requests. They probably should, but they're probably going to ignore them. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, and there was money for like a helicopter. Great. Sure. Sweet. You know, like I'm, apparently he's been watching those uh, Liberty Mutual commercials. <laughs> Liberty Liberty. Um, look, I, I, you are right. You are right um, that, yes, it, I would have preferred if he held the line on the taxes as opposed to, you know, the election month miracle, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I don't know. I, I get it. Like, this is just kind of how the bread's got to get buttered. But I, I don't in mind. In some ways. I, I get it this year. I just wish, like, last year and the year before that, when it was an election year for him, they didn't cut the taxes then needlessly. Yeah. Because nobody would have cared. Nobody would have paid attention. The people who hated him last year would still hate him this year. Also, if he really wanted to make an impact, if he hadn't cut it for the last two years, then he could make an even bigger cut this year if he really wanted to, if he wanted to get down to the rate he's at now. Because nobody, there's nobody who's paying attention. They're like, oh, he cut taxes every year for like the last eight years. Nobody gives a shit. And even if he puts it on a mailer, nobody's going to believe it, even though it's actually true. I mean, the people the people who, they're, listen, there probably are people with deep pockets who give a shit. Uh, I'll say that. Like, there are probably people potentially who would give Mark campaign funding or, more importantly, tell Mark, look, I won't give Chrissy Casilio money or I won't give your opponent money next year if you keep this up. Like, I, I know this is, this is the sausage getting made, okay? Right. This is, like, a lot of stuff behind the scenes I that we're not privy to. We're just some guys. But I would wager that Mark Polencar's, while... He is no, um, you know, he, he's not left of Lenin or anything. But I don't think he's necessarily going out of his way to cut taxes to bolster his image unless he probably heard some messaging somewhere that right. yeah, but, 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 I mean, like, behooved him to do that. But back to my point, like, if he was able to, like, hold the line, like, you know, the prior couple of years, and so, like, in addition to announcing this crazy 20% increase for the Sheriff's Department, he was also like, also, because I actually care about children, here's the increase in the budget for child protection and foster care. We're going to hire a bunch more caseworkers so we can get caseloads case down and people can actually take care of children. That, yeah. I don't know. That, that seems to, like it would be, you know, pretty popular overall, except for the people who are being investigated by CPS. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Well, you know, we we'll we'll get to uh, one Michael P. Kearns, but you have Jim. You have on the the big board here, or on the little notepad, yeah. uh, the pothole bandit. Yes, this is. Uh, have you been paying attention to this guy? I, I haven't been paying un- attention this, to anything. This unknown person. So there is somebody who's going around and filling in potholes, and they're putting like little like like signs in the potholes, like saying like oh, filled by the pothole bandit or whatever. Uh, they even like filled in a couple of holes in like the WIVB like parking lot, but they're going around like and filling in like potholes that the city hasn't repaired. Do you think this is perhaps the the gumball bandit with a guilty conscience? Uh, I, I, I think it's uh, you know potentially uh, you know maybe Joe Galanbeck. He, like he's feeling guilty for like what he did, like the hit job he did on Eve Shippens. Yeah. So uh, GI Joe Galanbeck's out there. Uh, Getting this taken care of? Um, no, no. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's I mean, it's obviously somebody who cares about like actually doing something. Haley Steinfeld. It's it's Haley Steinfeld. Yes, it's it, whoever it is is fueled by Buffalo Pepsi. That's they're just 
drinking that all night long. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's cool. Uh, I'm glad they're some vigilante pothole. I mean, justice. this is like if if I was running for you know common council or uh, the mayor or something like that, I'd be like, hey. What I would like to do is make sure that like we have accurate funding and we have a focus so that we don't have to rely on rogue citizens filling in our potholes. You know, I'd go the other way. I, I would I would run a contest. Mm. I, I would say, you know, whoever fills the most potholes will give you a thousand bucks. Yeah. And also like the the money, the thousand dollars will be in some a pothole randomly. You have to find which potholes are there in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the thousand dollars won't be there. There will be a key in one pothole, and you have to find that key and make sure you look quick. Make sure you look so you don't cover up the key. Jim, we're in twenty twenty three. There will be an, there will be a jump drive to an NFT in one of the potholes. <laughs> NFTs are worthless now, so like that, that's even better. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> see, see. Yeah. That's, be, there'll be one key to the, a safety deposit box at you know one MT Plaza. Dude, Byron Brown, if you're listening, and we know you are. Yeah. Mark this down. And also, if you're the city, what you then do is you don't put a key in any of the potholes because people would just assume it's in a different pothole. Your princess is in another castle. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, it's like the uh the tops monopoly game where there's actually no boardwalk out there. <laughs> is that real? I don't know. Okay, because you you almost had me. I yeah. would have believed that. I, I assume uh, the I, tops monopoly game. <laughs> That's like that. Do you ever play that Blizzard of '77 game? No. Oh, dude, that game was actually fun. That game's fun as fuck. It was like some. There was some creative mofo who made the Blizzard of '77 board game. It was kind of cool. So, if you're listening, Pothole Bandit, if you make a board game of filling potholes somehow, yeah. make yeah. it fun. I'd buy it. Right. That's a, a, a Blizzard of '22 board game. Yeah, that might that one might just be sad. <laughs> uh, it might be a little too soon for that board game. I because I think if you came out with a Blizzard seventy seven board game in seventy eight, people would have been upset. I think they came out with that like in the eighties, though. It, might, it was like a, uh, not even like a couple years back then. You know, we only had they, we. I wasn't alive. They only had, they only had one or two television stations. They didn't they didn't have the internet, right? And they had no pothole bandits or gumball bandits or any other kind of bandits. No, nobody had invented Buffalo Pepsi yet. It was truly a dark time. Right, yeah. Nobody had invented the Buffalo-style fellatio yet. Right, right. Haley Steinfeld wasn't even born. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Russ Salvatore was, but... Russ. Russ Salvatore was already 90 at that point. Yeah, Ru- Russ Salvatore just retired. You know, we, we, we go we go from, from wily bandits of the streets, Jim, to, to perhaps a wily bandit of the county. Well, I, I don't know how wily. I mean, we... We had, you know, uh, the Jill Rednick, or, you know, Reddick or whatever her name is, uh, go like seven years before anybody caught on to her. Mickey Kearns can barely go a year before somebody was like, hey, there's a bunch of money, money missing from the, the county clerk's office. He did suspend an employee, but he wouldn't oh. say that, that you know, they're definitely guilty, but th- there is an employee that's been suspended, I assume probably with pay, mm-hmm. while they're investigating missing money. But this is just is something else that like I'm that I'm hearing that's reinforcing that Mickey's like you know, being being clerk was fun when Stefan was there and wasn't paying attention to what I was doing, but now that like Hardwick wants to like do audits and like he's forcing the state to tell me that I have to let him come in to look at the books, 
Like, this isn't fun again. I'd rather go to the assembly where at least I knew up front everybody hated me and nobody would talk to me. Mickey's aw shucks, gee whiz attitude while also just being like an inflammatory asshole is finally catching up with him, I think. Because, yeah, you're right. When Stefan Mahali was around, you know, he had the run of the place. He could say or poke whatever bear and everybody was like, ah, it's just Mickey. That's what he does. Well, and also, <laughs> Stefan was an openly egregious asshole. So you're like, well... You know, he, like, we want to take care of him, but, like, he's not the, the, the major problem. Stefan is the major problem. Right, right. Stefan was the problem. But now Mickey has just burned so many bridges. I mean, look, credit to him. He, you know, a charming enough guy that he can get to this point in his career and be aligned with, like, the Carl Paladinos and say some really inflammatory, mm-hmm. um, you know, just terrible things about... Uh, you know, xenophobic things about immigrants, um, about uh, LGBTQ individuals. Like he, his, his aw shucks attitude has carried him, but so far. Yeah. And now in a role where he's actually asked to be somewhat competent, not just a people pleaser. Well, it turns out like, yeah, a guy like Kevin Hardwick, who's eh, pretty no nonsense, I yeah. would say, uh, built his reputation and burnished his career on just being like a pretty straightforward guy. That's, the exact wrong person to pick up, piss off if you're Mickey Kearns. Well, and and and, and uh, well, other, I, I not just Stefan was a, a target, but Tim Howard was too. And now you have a sheriff that nobody cares about. Yep. But then also, like, yeah, Mickey, like you said, when he was a member of the Common Council or a State Assembly member, like, there's only so much, like, if you're not paying attention to what your staff can, is doing, that they can actually do. I mean, mostly, like, I guess they can just do nothing all day, but, like, that, they're not, they're, they don't have access to, like, steal money or, like, fuck things up for the public really much. Like, you know, maybe they don't do any constituent service, but they're not going to actually negatively affect things. Running the clerk's office, where you actually have to pay attention to what the fucking people are doing, has a, uh, there's a much more room for people to fuck around and do things, and that's what we're seeing. You know, like, when he was in the state assembly and he had, I don't know, two staff members or whatever, like, there's only so much, like, you know, like, if, yeah, I'm sure if you stop by his office, if the door to it wasn't locked and you could actually get in, they're probably sitting there playing Candy Crush the entire time, <laughs> right? Like, whatever, okay? You know, but, um, you know, in the clerk's office, he's got a bunch of people that he actually has to be paying attention to. Or, you know, if he's not going to, then he has to have good people he trusts who actually will do that. Right. So <laughs> now, as you mentioned earlier, Jim, the scuttlebutt is that, uh, yeah, he might be trying to get the hell out of Dodge. Well, I mean, because you know, the the one thing with Mickey is like, so he he always brings up famously that he was a garbage man for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which gets him into an earlier retirement tier. And then, you know, he's common council for a while, state assembly, uh, county clerk. All that is the same retirement system. It's all the state and local retirement system. So he probably only needs like four more years of hanging on somewhere to get to his 30 years so he can retire with full benefits. Mm-hmm. So he's just trying to find somewhere that he can, you know, get to, he can get his, you know, I'm not sure exactly, but it's gotta be somewhere between like four to six years that he probably needs to be able to hit 30. And then after that, if, you know, he gets obliterated, it doesn't matter because at least he can retire with full benefits or the full pension. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I know that, you know, we had egg all over our face uh, with the last election um, where Mickey just completely dominated. Um, I don't foresee that happening again. Um, I do think that, you know, while last time the Democrats put a lot of time and effort and money 
into trying to beat Mickey. And I mean, credit to him, the Teflon Don uh, did it again. I don't think he's got not at least not for the clerk's office. I don't think he's got the, the juice to pull it again. Well, I mean, especially, you know, it, the problem with the clerk's office is that, like, if anything criminal comes out of this investigation, it happened while he was clerk. And that is, you know, the you know people don't know what the controller does. I think most people assume actually the clerk does what lot, you know, is what the controller does because they think the clerk handles all the money in the county, right? They know that that's that's the person they write checks to. They don't write checks to the controller. They write checks checks to the clerk's office. So like, if you have financial improprieties while you're clerk and something criminal comes out of it, and he's got a couple of years before there'd be a reelection to the clerk's office, so there's plenty of time for you know a full on criminal investigation to come out. You know, maybe three months before the election, like, you know, just the absolute best timing for anybody that's not Mickey Kearns. Uh, I mean, I could see why he'd want to get out. And you know, it, looking especially for him at the Burke district, well, you know, Burke also, when they, again, we'll see, uh, you know, the court case in November, but with the lines they redrew, uh, he picked up a little bit of Lovejoy as well. Um, but, you know, South Buffalo is a, a stronghold for Burke. West Seneca is trending very hard Republican. Orchard Park is very Republican. Uh, Lackawanna um, is Democrat. But, like, you know, Mickey, probably the Republicans will probably endorse him and not make him switch parties. So he Mm -hmm. probably gets to run a primary again. And in that case, you know, it's going to be tough because, you know, Burke, I think, probably wins the Orchard Park in a Democratic primary and probably wins Lackawanna. I don't know how he does in West Seneca. And South Buffalo would just be a nightmare. Two sons of South, Bu- two South Buffalo success stories, but uh, but also South Buffalo like Democrats who have been elected, who you know, the Higgins and the Kennedys of the world have no use for and never have. Yes, both and both of them, both of them, and which is more troubling, I think, for Burke because he's been trying to sidle up to the the Higgins and the Kennedys. Um, you know, within the past year or so. Um, but they ultimately, they have no use for him. Uh, but I, I think if it was between him or, or Mickey, I think they would, they would pick Burke. They would. I think so too. But I, cause I, I, I think, I think they'd be like, well, you know, at least Burke, we can work with. Like he might not be somebody we like. He may be from, as far as we're concerned, the wrong part of South Buffalo, but at least, like, you know, we can work with him, and he shows up and he works with, with us on stuff. Or at least he, like, he goes to the, the union uh, picket lines, and he, he does the, 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 the photo ops. Mickey, just insane. Something that's changed from, like, former assembly members from that district, you know, actually gets to caucus with the Democrats in Albany. Actually gets to be a part of, of that organization. Whereas if Mickey was there, uh, he wouldn't be part of the Democratic caucus. He wouldn't get to meet with the local delegation when they have their local uh, group meetings, which includes the Senate and the Assembly members. And, you know, maybe the Republicans would let him into, like, the local delegation meetings, like Ort and Gallivan and DiPietro. But uh, he's not going to be able to caucus with Republicans either. They're they're, they're not going to go that far. No. And even if he does get to meet with... Like, he's probably not going to, like, the whole Western New York Republican delegation, they're not all going to say yes with me with Mickey because he's refused to switch parties. You know, like, so, like, maybe one or two of them will meet with him separately and be like, hey, this is what we're, we're working on. But for the most part, he's going to be there playing Candy Crush, just, you know, waiting, you know, waiting away the days until, yeah. he, until he can retire. Yeah, and listen, I know, you know, Carl Palladino's poll is significantly lessened uh, 
many places throughout Western New York, throughout the region. I'll tell you where it's not lessened. Uh, South Buffalo, West Seneca. I mean, you know, again, Mickey Kearns long being a Carl Paladino guy. Um, and I just, I just think Jim, like I, I'm from the same place that produced these people. So if you ever think that I'm fucked up, like this is, this is where I'm from too. And, and so I, I talk about South Buffalo excellence here and I just think like that I, I am from this same soil, um, as these fucking yahoos, but you know, Carl Palladino is still very much uh, a power player if only in West Seneca and South Buffalo. Uh, this would be a nightmare for Burke if if Kearns decided to throw his hat in that well, race. Especially what I mentioned earlier, where if Chicawaga looks at all competitive and Dak is coming in and spending all their money on Wallace to save her, yes, then you know that it becomes a huge problem for him. Right, because last time, again, Dak had to come in and eh, basically just kind of like angel investor on Burke. To well, sit. I mean, to be fair, like pretty much all the local members of the delegation had to be, Dak had to spend the money on them. You know, I mean, it's it wasn't just Burke. You know, they Dak spent a bunch of money on Conrad. They spent, uh, spent a bunch of money on Wallace. They spent a bunch of money on Burke. Basically, the only person, they like local assembly member, they didn't spend a bunch of money on was Rivera. That's true. So... You know, it's it. That is something that they kind of expect that they're going to do is that they're going to have to come in and spend a bunch of, bunch of money in in Western New York. That's right. All right, moving on to uh, matters of more uh, the local to the city, because uh, many of you do not consider South Buffalo the city. So, uh, and, 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 and South Buffalo doesn't consider it part of the city. Correct. Uh, Parkside, the Parkside intersection. Yeah. Know? So the the Parkside intersection, which is kind of like there's a. a it's in kind of almost a testing phase. I don't know if you've driven through that that Parkside intersection there. Um, if you know which one I'm talking about, is that the one? Uh, they've got the they've got the bike lane. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have a public hearing early in 2024 just to kind of like get feedback. I don't know that I trust them to listen to any of the feedback, given how much they listened or didn't listen to the feedback at the Skajakwood public hearing. Uh, but you know that is something. I know that there are some very angry people yelling at like the go bike people. Mm-hmm. Uh, about it, but uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, this is something like you know, looks like somebody's trying to do something good at some part of the city, and that fucking intersection was just a wide open, like wild, wild west nightmare for a long time. Yes. Um. So that now that it has any kind of structure, is great. Yeah. Um. So like, I mean, uh, so that, yeah, keep an eye on that for like that. I guess like you know, go to your public hearings. Uh. Although, like, we'll let, your, let your voice be heard and then not listen to. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think actually, like, you know, one of the things you should do is if you're going to do a call to action before the public hearings is beat up on your local elected officials through, like, their office and make a bunch of calls before the hearing, not after. No, don't wait until the DOT's already ignored them. Call, you know, Joel Farrelletto's office, like, two weeks leading up to the, so that he goes into the meeting adversarial with the DOT. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, and we didn't talk about the 198 hearings because frankly they were just kind of like a clown show, like not not in the people who were presenting, but just in like how they were utterly utterly ignored. Yeah, I mean it, it sounded like you know like 95 percent of the people who went to the public hearing and spoke were in opposition to the DOT's plan, and the DOT was like, yeah, okay, well, anyway, um. Yeah, we, we didn't talk about this, Jim, but I was texting with Buffalo Troll about this recently, about the Buffalo Common Council's uh, 
Soviet-style propaganda YouTube channel, The Coffee with the Council YouTube channel. Did you see that? I have not seen that yet. Oh, man, it's pretty funny. It's just like I, I saw some people on Twitter like getting real up in arms about it, and I had a good laugh because it's just like... It's just like something you'd see in fucking Pawnee, Indiana, right? Right. Well, I mean, I mean, Mickey has that, right? He has the Clerks Corner like cable access show. It's just very funny that like I saw somebody up in arms on Twitter about and Schroeder had that too. The like the Comptroller's like weekly like ra- a TV show on like the Buffalo Public Access Channel, the city <laughs> city's public access channel. Soviet style property. I, I, I don't know that BMW is looking to do too much in public right about now. So, yeah, uh, nor nor should she yeah. um, if I were her. And, uh, you know, some, some smart people, maybe about a year ago, Jim said perhaps that somebody should run against her. And now, well, lo and yeah. behold, yeah, lo and behold, you, you have her as your comptroller now mm-hmm. for, for a while. Yeah. But, uh, the last thing here, the BPD. Yeah. The, the investigative post article. The BPD raid. Yeah. The, uh, the raid in the uh, Parkside neighborhood. In the park, Parkside's popping. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a Casilio sign, there's, uh, you know, bike lanes, and there is a quarter million dollars going to a family that was wrongly raided by the BPD. And what we say around here, whoopsie doodle. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, did you did you read the article where they have like some of the testimony from one of the BPD officers who was like, "Well, you know, we didn't we didn't see anything going on, uh, but that doesn't mean that there's not a crime going on." So, like, a lack of seeing a crime going on to them means crime, and then obviously seeing crime means crime. So as long as they decide that there's crime there ahead of time, it doesn't matter what happens afterwards. Yeah, and I mean, look, like I, whatever, to a fault, whatever. I, I'm not, I'm not somebody who reflexively thinks that the cops are are bad or wrong. Um, and even in this situation, I'm like, okay, that was not a very wise thing to do. But at the end of the day, look, this is costing the city money. Like that, that you can't d- d- dispute that. Like you do need police officers who you, you do need to show. Uh, good judgment. Um, again, I, you know, I know you got to weigh safety versus, um, you know, rights and liberties, but like this, it's just what, I don't know. I, I know it's tough to be an armchair quarterback, but it, even if you're in the moment there, it just seemed like it was very stupid. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you know, it's, I, I also have some questions for Amy Martochi, who was the city court judge who signed the, the no knock warrant, right? Like, you know, what was going on that, that convinced you like, you know, like, because like, did did the police tell you something that they that they didn't know to be true? I mean, it sounds like based off of the testimony on the I Post article, pretty much the only thing the police were going off was that they had a witness supposedly who was trying to basically get themselves out of more trouble because they had already they, they were they had already been arrested for something else, and so as part of like their like negotiation to get less time, they're like, oh well, I know where they're storing crack, and it's this guy named George, who there's nobody named George who lived there, at this house. And, you know, and the, the adults who lived in the house were somebody who worked for Evergreen and M&T Bank as a, a graphic designer. Yeah. Just seems like a very strange situation. Very, like, unforced error. Um, and, well, yeah, going to cost a lot of money to uh, the city of Buffalo. So love, love that for us. Oh, and, and, you know, again, this is where, like, you know, I think you, know, you get a lot of people who criticize. It was like... You know, they did this. They went in there with a no-knock, with a, sw- a SWAT team. And, yeah, sure, it's going to cost the city money. But is there anything at all disciplinary, even remotely going to happen to any of the officers who were involved, Even especially the ones who went in front of Martochi 
and argued and said, hey, this is, you know, this is what we have. This is why you should let us go blow up this person's house at 630 in the morning. Probably not in the way that would satisfy most people listening to this podcast. Um, probably will be no reduction in pay. Probably would be no time suspended. Or if it would be a suspension, even it would be with pay. But it would likely be a punishment in the way of like, you're going to get like desk assignments. You're going to get like, or like you're just going to get shitty assignments for the rest of your career. Type no, of. Maybe not, not, maybe not your rest of your career. I mean, because we, we saw, you know, the angry cop who has been suspended multiple times just got a promotion this year. Yes, yes, Dick uh, Richard Dick High, uh, angry cop himself, uh, did get a promotion. Jim, I and I, I know, I know Dick. I'm not gonna, you know, say I'm not gonna talk about his police career um, in any way that's valorizing him. What I will say is, it seems that seems strange to me. That almost seems like the type of thing where you promote a guy to set him up to fail. Like that was my first inclination, where it's like either he's got something on him or. They're promoting him to set him up to mess up. Uh, this sounds very conspiratorial. I have no basis, in fact. I have not talked to anybody about this. That was just my gut feeling. Why else would you promote that guy? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, yeah, I mean, I just I agree. Like, I don't think there's they, they're going to do anything. Even if they did anything that maybe the public would find satisfying, they're not going to let anybody know. I mean, they 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 also handle stuff like you know, like sports teams do. Oh, well, we're going to take care of that in the locker room. Except in this case, it's you know public employees. Yeah. Again, we will never. We will never know what the punishment, quote unquote, is. And you pro- even if you did know, you probably would not be satisfied with what it is. But I do think there will be some sort of repercussions. The officers involved in this raid will not be happy about it. And I'm sure their superiors are not happy ultimately with what happened. But again, I don't think there's going to be any uh, people won't be losing their jobs over it. Nothing that will satisfy, um, you know, the crowd that's upset by this. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Uh, it's probably more wrong than right that they're not actually being disciplined in any tangible way, but you know. Well, and and not not, not even that, but like th- this is not going to prompt the common council or the mayor's office to try to put like you know like you know they, there have been people clamoring for like them to actually maybe really have a citizens review board and put some teeth into it or to you know do some sort of review of the Buffalo Police Department, yeah. and even though the city who their own attorneys said, yeah, we should just settle this for a quarter million dollars. We really fucked up here. And they're not going to try to hold the police department accountable either. Said, if anything, they'll just increase funding and and cut funding for other places. Yep. Well, I think that's it for this week of the square podcast. Uh, Sorry. We've had some blips and bumps here in uh, our release of episodes. We just had, you know, we were living our lives. We've had uh, busy schedule. So apologies, but last, last week uh, I was the only one who was in this country for the entire time. Yes, I was in lovely Montreal. Uh, Snake was in Portugal. Snake was in Portugal. Snake. Now that's yeah, that's a name. Mm -hmm. Um, Montreal re, you know, yeah, re Montreal style. Mm -hmm. Who's to say? But anyway, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, Join the Discord if you haven't already. Uh, Download us or whatever wherever you get your podcast episodes. And uh, yeah, till next time, Jim. With Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in in the tailgate. And I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and, and just really sharp. 
It, it takes the classic American lager and, and we, we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do and good things happen.